0: welcome back to the great outside podcast here this week again uh this week i'm fortunate to have spencer deitz as my guest joining us on the podcast this this time and spencer i know you've uh, come accustomed to devil's lake from a lot of different aspects from tournament life i know you you've got a camping spot out here uh and you're very heavily involved with getting the youth involved in in the angling industry and we've had a lot of youth clinics put on here but uh, for those that aren't familiar with you spencer i'd just kind of like to get a little introduction on who you are and how you became uh, about in the fishing industry
1: yeah so I, I actually was born in devil's lake um lived there for about a year my family lived there for a while then I mean, we moved to moorhead and now i live in fargo um i don't we just always fish devil's lake I just um like i said i was born there so it's always been a custom it's been home water um and it's awesome fishing so how do you not uh, uh want to be there um but for, as far as getting into it i always fish with my dad uh, grew up fishing all the time during the week during the weekend while I in northern fishing whatever um, so that's kind of how I got into fishing um, and the outdoors my grandpa is uh, a big uh, goose hunter man so we'd always uh, uh, go goose hunting and all that stuff um, so we got in the outdoors that way um, and then we just took it uh, to the fishing level and I'm competitive so I fished my first tournament ever I think on Devil's Lake uh, when I was really young with my dad it was uh, I can't even remember how old, but it was one of the chamber tournaments. I'd actually like to see um, results are are way back when, because we really didn't know the lake. We didn't know anything. We didn't know what we were doing, um, but we just went out and and fished and we're just interested in how they all worked and and how many people were there. And we're just amazed on these people bringing up these giant bags of walleye. How, uh, I couldn't believe it. Like, how how are these people catching these fish? So it uh, took a long time to, figure it
0: out but uh, yeah so that's where I started way back when tournament fishing with my dad really wonderful I know and I I do a lot of fishing with my dad and you know we haven't done a tournament together yet but I I think that's a great thing to do and you know you talk to a lot of people in this in this industry or people that love to be outdoors and it seems like uh, it's it's a father son father daughter um, whole family tradition and it just kind of keeps getting passed on and I think that's become a theme over the last month and a half two months of these podcasts it's the outdoors is something that you get, keep passing on in a family tradition and it helps keep it alive.
1: Right. And especially with the, uh, you know, you look at some numbers, the uh, the license numbers, who's buying what, how many States are selling licensing, that sort of stuff. Sometimes it's going down, sometimes it's going up or staying steady or whatever, but um, we need to grow it. Right. Like uh, get all these kids involved as much as possible to, to grow the sport uh, through education and outreach. Basically. Um, if we're not doing that, there's going to be nobody on the back end to, to to continue the sports whether it's uh you know leisure they're bringing you know money to the economy on the weekends or or even into the tournaments and that's a whole different conversation um but yeah just getting the kids involved is a big thing not only fishing hunting too you know it's uh there's
0: a a lot there to to be said as well there is and you know i know I remember you guys fishing our tournaments, the Chamber Tournament, um, some of the professional wallet tournaments that come to Devil's Lake. And I, I think it's almost like with goes without saying that after every tournament, I'm pretty sure it seemed like you were there with uh, the youth clinics that we'd host and it was a part of the MPAA. And I always saw that there was a huge crowd and a huge draw to that after the weigh-ins on the final days. And I, I think that is just one of the most wonderful things to be able to give those youth the experience and, you know, the knowledge that you have and the ability to to give them you know, even something as, a, as simple as a fishing rod that can get them introduced and started into the outdoors.
1: Yeah, definitely. And That's a great thing about the MPAA. Um, for those who aren't aware of what it is, um, it's the National Professional Anglers Association, um, and anybody can sign up. You don't have to. You don't have to be a, a tournament fisherman or or a guide or anything. You can sign up and, and learn. And they have a, a annual conference. Um, where you can attend and learn all these things. And like the industry leaders are there for um, industry reps to uh, the companies to the top walleye fishermen in the world. Um, so you, you can just learn so much. And they do have the Future Angler Foundation. Um, and based off of that is where we uh, do these kids' clinics. Um, and anybody can put a kids' clinic on if you want. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't take much, just a little bit of time, really. Um, and, and they'll send you rods and reels and t shirts and water bottles and whatever to give away to the kids. So uh, I don't think it's. I'm not doing anything different. I'm just doing it. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, there's just not a lot of people, I don't know if they're not wanting to put in the time or, or, or whatever it is, but um, uh, we're just, so we do them after the weigh-ins at the tournaments and we're already there. Um, so it's not like we're, you know, for the tournament ones, we're not doing anything extra. Um, we just bring the materials with and the kids are running all over. So why not have a kid's clinic at a tournament weigh-in? Right. So it's just a perfect spot. So I would, I would recommend, especially for, Um, if you don't have a lot of extra time you could just do one at at the weigh-ins because the kids are already there and you're already there so um, just an extra 30 minutes your time is 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 nothing crazy
0: it goes a long ways and I know a lot of those kids I mean just getting to be able to come over and learn from you guys is just a huge thing for them I'm sure a lot of them will be something they always remember for the rest of their life and so basically anyone that is interested in hosting one of these little kids youth clinics can just get a hold of the MPAA and Will they kind of help kind of set you up with that?
1: Yeah. Yep. MPAA.net is their website. Um, I do believe it have to be, you have to be a member. Um, you mm-hmm. can sign up and become a member of the MPAA. Um, and then you just fill out a form you know, like uh, the daytime, how many people expected, whatever. It doesn't have to be accurate, just kind of a general thing. Um, and they'll send you materials. Um, and you host the clinic. You, you are, you do have to, um, they have a, a very short curriculum that you have to abide by. You have to touch on a few different things such as aquatic nuisance species and, and, and a few things like that. But other than that, just run it how you want. Um, And and they're pretty quick and easy. And you'd be surprised how many, how many people show up. Um, You just simple Facebook marketing. You don't even just put a post out there saying you have a clinic and and people will share
0: it and and they will show up. I, I love it. And how many of those do you usually throw out a year? or is it kind of depends on the
1: year? Uh, Yeah. 10 to 15. Um, we just started doing about the tournaments, like I said, but then, uh, my wife Carly and I started traveling around and doing them here and there in different cities. And we've had some really good success with that. Um, and people travel to come to them. It's actually crazy. And, what we didn't really realize starting them was it's not just for the kids, right? Like there's some parents that show up that know absolutely nothing about fishing, but they want to get their, their, their child or, or a different child into fishing and they want to learn too. So they're, there learning just as much as their kids are just so they can get them in the outdoors. Right. Um, so that was a kind of a big takeaway over the last few years is um, yeah, their kids clinics, but now we kind of, been promoting them as uh friends or, or youth and family fishing clinics because it's it's more for the family uh, than it is just for, for the kids so that's uh it, it was surprising but it, uh, it's yeah it's great
0: it's huge and like i was talking on one of the previous podcasts we do something similar we have a kids ice fishing tournament uh in the winter during our shiver fest weekend and it's one of those things where it's great because there's a lot of people just in the immediate devil's lake area that you know I'm sure would love to ice fish, but they don't have the equipment or you know the means or know nothing about it and so it's a great opportunity where you know our local fire department and you know the chamber and all of us kind of come together and give the kids a little starter pack and get the holes drilled and help them learn some things so and a lot of the parents are there with them to help you know and a lot of them are I bet I would be interested to see the numbers after something like that where how many of the families will actually go out and buy a couple of things and start to learn the whole ice fishing or open water fishing just after an event like that.
1: It is. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I'll get pictures and videos, uh, even up to two, two years after held a clinic and they're still using the same fishing rod, um, that we we've been giving them. Um, and they do come back. I've had some parents come up and say, he doesn't need one. My child doesn't need a rod. He's already got three because they attended, you know, the last three clinics because we usually do them annually, um, on the same weekends and places. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy how far it goes and how much they do remember it and how much it helps the families, especially the parents too
0: it's got to be very fulfilling and rewarding when, when that happens. Yeah, it is definitely. And then
1: sometimes they'll even send you pictures of, of fish. And I, in my, in my basement, I have a whole stack of thank you cards from, from families just sending, you know, thanks for the clinic, whatever. So it's, it's pretty neat.
0: Yep. So, and, and that same token talking about youth, um, I want to say, are you, are you a part of the Angler Young, is it AYA tournament in Devil's Lake?
1: Yep. So I fished that, um, with my niece and nephew, we've been doing that for, I don't know, probably five years now. Um, so it's, it's uh, an awesome event. It's very unfortunate that it's canceled this year with the things going on, but, uh, Mm -hmm. it is what it is and it's kind of how it has to be. But,
0: um, yeah, yeah, we have fished it for about five years now and it's, uh, it's been great. the thing I think, and people that aren't, haven't seen this, I think need to go, I I can't remember if it's on your Facebook page, but it was a couple of years ago. I want to say you guys were on a bobber bite. And I think the kids were jumping in, swimming around the water. And I think you were catching walleyes at the same time as all that going on.
1: Yeah. Yep. It was scorching hot and the kids wanted to jump in. So they just jumped in and then we got lucky and had a a bobber go down and it was like a 21 inch walleye or something. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, But even like that. So like the memories of that, the kids still talk about it. Um, People talk about it. Just crazy stuff that you can build memories with, with the kids in the boat, especially for a tournament like that. It's very well ran and it's no coincidence that it absolutely fills up within i want to say the first couple of days every
0: year uh, just because every everyone wants to get out there and fish it with their child no that's uh, i think it's a very unique thing and I, we're, we're lucky to be able to have that here and you know like you said this year obviously it, it's postponed until the following year but I, I we're looking forward to having that back again in the summer of 2021 it's it's a huge huge thing for us to be able to have that in our backyard for sure and
1: it's not just about the tournament, right? There's
0: Uh, it's the
1: the rules meeting the night before where games galore comes and they put all their their games um, and the kids are playing on them and then you got the the hot dogs for the kids and then you got their tournament and then after the tournament you got the weigh-in and every kid goes across the stage and gets to talk about what they caught and how they caught it and they um, the sponsors for that event are incredible they give the kids they get hundreds of dollars worth of stuff it um, doesn't matter what place you got every kid walks away with um, I, I believe Shields is a huge sponsor of that and they're giving them rods and uh, Berkeley might be a sponsor I'm not sure in all of them but um, yeah there's so many gifts so it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome stuff.
0: No that's great and it gives that kids the opportunity to pretend you know like for that weekend that they're a professional walleye angler walking across the stage getting the whole you know from beginning to end what it's like when you guys are in the tournament life going to rules meetings and you know putting together a game plan and watching it come together and then getting be able to you know talk about what you guys use for tactics and how it played out or how it may not have played out and it just I think in their eyes it's something that really opens their world to holy cow this is like the real deal right here in front of us.
1: Right and it's um, I bet you'd be surprised but if you followed some of the kids through they're, they're they're ones fishing the tournaments now all the way up to the professional stuff so it's uh, it does it does make a difference and it sticks with them that's for sure.
0: That's wonderful. And I, like I said, at the beginning, I'm all about the youth and getting them, whether it's fishing or hunting, it's, it's an important thing. And, you know, it's one of those things, if it doesn't uh, get passed along, it's going to get lost in translation. So I think it's very, I'm very happy the way you guys are doing that with the youth clinics that you are doing at the end of the, the tournaments and, you know, just taking that extra 30 minutes to help, you know, introduce that one kid that may not have that opportunity to get out in the water.
1: All right, yeah. Thank you. It's uh, hopefully we can continue. Our goal this year is to do them in the fall because um, we've had to cancel them all. We actually did. We had one um, that was in Tulna at their ice fishing tournament, um, but that was in early February. So before all the COVID stuff hit, um, and then we've had to cancel every single one since then. So hopefully we can get them going in the fall. Um, I just don't want to have a year where we don't do any and uh, it'd be too bad, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed that that uh, pans out and we're able to, you guys can have a few of those this For coming sure. fall. Um, i kind of like to talk a little bit more about uh, tournament life. I know you have been in the tournament world for how many years now?
1: Uh, seriously, probably 10, 11 years when you actually started taking it seriously. We, again, fished tournaments before that, but we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> so there's <laughs> a
0: lot to learn. Um, but yeah, so it's 10 years really getting into things. Yeah. No, that's great. and. I think I got to give credit to a lot of the tournament anglers, you know, I I talked to a lot of them and I feel like that's not an easy, I mean, a lot of them are doing it as the actual, that's their job. A lot of them doing it for fun, but it's also just, it's got to be grueling being on the road day in and day out and weather is not always the greatest. And we've been fortunate that we've been able to host quite a few of the professional tournaments right here in our backyard in devil's lake. And I know you guys have been a part of a few of those tournaments yourself. Yeah, it's
1: been good. Um, you never know what you're going to get the devils. I love fishing tournaments there because anybody can come from wherever, which they usually do for in the tournaments and they can fish however they want to fish and catch them. Um, so there's always people catching fish. There's always good competition. Um, the, the weather does play a role sometimes. Um, but it is what it is with the big lake and, and the weather does play a factor on where and how and when you're going to fish places. So, which is probably one of the biggest things we've learned, um, over the past 10 years on devil's lake is, is uh, just the weather, the wind, the wind speed, and water temperature is, uh, plays a crucial crucial role, and, and clarity, too, if you're fishing shallower stuff. What,
0: what what would you say is your probably go-to or favorite way to fish Devil's Lake? We
1: bobber fish all the time. That's kind of, if it's all the way from spring to fall, it's, if we can bobber fish, we're bobber fishing, yeah. And that's at all depths, too, isn't it? Everything, yeah, yeah. I just, I just... I'd rather find local, like localized spots where they're, you know, like one boat spots versus, you know, fishing a whole shoreline where you're just going back and forth all day and picking them off here and there. Um, I know, the big fish tend to be together. So if you can find one, I mean, there's, he's not the only one sitting in there. So, um, but you gotta be patient too. It's not like under most tournaments that we do well in we're we're only catching five fish a day, six fish a day. We're not catching 20. Um, so if you're fishing for seven hours and you catch, you know, five fish, that's, I mean, you're, you're literally waiting them. you're not, you're not hammering them. Let's, but the yep. ones you catch are nice. So it's a, it's a whole different mentality. If you're out there, fun fishing, you probably leave before you get a first bite because you've sat there for, you know, two hours and haven't got one. Well, you, yeah, you're going to go, you're probably not going to sit there, but you, you know, they're there. It just depends on what time they're
0: going to come through, but they will, they will come. It's, it's almost like deer hunting in a way sitting in a tree stand during rut. Just, you know, may be there at sunrise, or you may have to sit and wait three, four hours for that deer to come through, but it's just patience pays off and persistence. It's It's exactly what it is. And you got to
1: sit there. If you, you leave, you can miss that. And it's typically a half hour to 45 minutes is when it happens. Oh. Um, uh, it, the first one will come and then, um, especially the deeper stuff, they, they come quick. If you're the shallower stuff, it doesn't seem to come so quick. Um, but, um, yeah I, I don't know uh, sometimes you'll get a flurry and and but then you're never gonna catch another one the rest of the day so you're sitting there for seven hours and you caught five walleyes right um it could happen over the the time or or quick but if you leave and you're not there then you know you're you're gonna miss out so it's uh i don't know it's uh it's it's crazy devil's like how they how they bite is uh it does it does sometimes doesn't make any sense
0: well and it's crazy too that the bobber fishing can work your round and just the fact that you can catch bo- walleyes on slip bobbers because you go to a lot of other lakes like lake oahe or sakakawea and you have talked to people and you're like they don't even know what you're talking about how you cat, target fish with slip bobbers like that and it's just i i pretend to love that because of the fact it, it brings me back to ice fishing with tip ups when flags go up it's like a little kid where you watch your bobber go down and i never get never get sick of watching that happen
1: right there's it's it's just great how the bobber goes down and it could be a 12 inch walleye or the 31 you know like you know yeah you, you never know especially and I was like what, what it's going to be but um it's more consistent this is kind of why I also like doing it I think barber fishing is way more consistent versus like pitching um a lot of guys like to pitch but there's so many factors that go into that yeah you can catch giant fish but uh the, it's got you know you need a 10 to 20 mile an hour wind you need the water clarity has got to be good the, the temperature can't drop overnight to certain I mean a lot of guys like to pitch pelican but say you get a big win they caught them for three days they left them they go back on the tournament you had a big win well it's shallow you know shallower body of water so it could muddy up real quick if that's all you got you're done like you're not going to catch them. um so that's it's just there's too many variables that go into that for me um i just like the bobbers because it's way more consistent no and it's it's not as weather weather dependent as
0: say pitching um in later later in the year no that makes complete sense and I, I it still is fun to catch pitch pitching but when you can have more of a consistent bite that's always always ideal well for sure for sure but it's patience too you gotta <laughs> gotta pack a lot of sandwiches yep pack a lot of sandwiches hopefully have some good radio stations you can listen to good company and yeah. I know your your wife fishes a lot of tournaments with you too if I'm not mistaken
1: yeah we do the chamber one together every year um she's fished I think an aim event with me um, she likes to fish at least one a year so we'll pick one recently it's been the chamber yep um but yeah that with her we're i mean we're just bobber fishing she's not going to be jig wrapping or, or pitching for eight hours that's just not going to happen so <laughs> hey and but usually she takes about a two hour nap in the days so.
0: <laughs> and, and then that's when the flurry of the bobbers to go down and it's like hey you yeah. on and yeah yeah last year
1: at the chamber i our last fish i had the fish on and she, I had to wake her
0: up to net. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, as we kind of wrap this podcast, if I want to maybe pick your brain on one of your most memorable or fondest memories probably of growing up in North Dakota and fishing devil's lake and something that kind of sticks out in your brain. Um, well
1: just, so we grew up fishing with my dad. Right. Um, and we've, we've worked at these tournaments. That's been what we've been doing forever. And we, we've had some really close calls on winning. Um, and even now, I don't think I've won a tournament with my dad yet. Um, so last year in the casino, we took second. Um, so that was a good memory just because we were so close. Um, and we also took second in MWC many years back on Devil's Lake. Um, so those two, just because they're our best finishes and we, you know, we worked so hard at it. Um, but then I've also, um, I've won two tournaments with my wife, Carly, right? So uh, those are some pretty good stuff too. Um, so just those high finishes, it just, it just doesn't get better than that.
0: No, oh, that's wonderful. And I, I, hats off to you. you. You're one heck of a fisherman and just following along on your tournaments. And when, when you're on devil's, Lake, I, half the time I beat my head, I'm like, how is he pulling fish like this? Like you go out there and you, you, beat up for two three days and somehow you manage to find fish and it's it's a true testament there there's a
1: lot of luck involved too i mean (laughs) i i don't care you could be the best fisherman out there but even if place high you have to get lucky right like if you don't so last year in the chamber we had two really big fish that i hadn't caught those fish all year and they just happened to come on in the tournament like this is the, those two fish come in pre-fishing we don't catch them we don't you know yep. we don't win right so you have to get lucky there's there's no um there's no question about
0: that right um so there is a lot of luck involved with it too oh absolutely i know i have my grandpa used to always tell me i'd rather be lucky than good and i, I think there's a lot of, of truth there's a I'd lot to say that, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially
1: in tournament fishing
0: oh sometimes <laughs> you just gotta have a little bit of luck on your side to give you that extra edge
1: Right. Right. I mean, you see, there's a lot of guys that finish, I mean, and it can be really good. Like there's a bunch of guys out there that will finish in top 10 all the time. If they just got lucky during the tournament day, then they'd win. Right. So it's uh, typically the guy who wins gets, gets lucky somewhere in the tournament with a huge bite or or two big bites or whatever, just to bump them up over the second or third place person. But uh, every now and then you'll just find that guy who's just, had a week and you just figured it out and there was no luck involved he just knew exactly what was going on and way more than the other guys so um but I think luck plays a role into it a little more often than not
0: I think you're right on that and I think that's probably one of the most accurate statements out there
1: yeah yeah I don't know if uh too many guys admit it but it's it's true <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Spencer, is there anything else you would like to touch on uh, in regards to the youth and the clinics you host and the MPA or anything else in regards to Devil's Lake before we wrap this up? Um, no,
1: not really. I mean, I appreciate you having me on. We'll just uh, keep an eye out for the kids clinic flyers and post them when we get them. And hopefully we can get a bunch of kids this fall if, if, if we're able to. So,
0: yep. And, you know, we'll do our best with, you know, the ones that you are able to host in Devil's Lake or in the area. We'll uh, push that information out. And I, I, I give you kudos again for having these wonderful little events and uh, we look forward to seeing more of them come in the future as they can for sure yeah i really appreciate you having me hey thanks spencer and uh hope you have a great summer and are able to get out in the water a few times yes we'll do take care
1: you too